might be my favorite song ever. It's awesome. Wow. Thanks, Leo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rough Cut Retrospective, episode 155, a podcast that talks about movies, TV, pop culture in the midst of the world currently burning around us. I'm your host, and I'm not fucking leaving, Carter Sims, and I'm joined, as always, by the king of the world, it's Jackson McHuron. Hey there, pal. Uh, Well, that was going to be my quote, so I'll just say, it's me, Barry Allen. What's up? <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I, I'm, how are you doing, buddy? You, you, you living the dream over there? I am living the Leonardo DiCaprio dream. Oh, I don't know what that is, boy. but I'm living it. Hey, it's dating 25 year old women, or that's the cutoff. Saving planet Earth. I that's think. right. Hey, those are, that's probably his dream. What more can you ask for? And <laughs> yes, today we were discussing Leonardo DiCaprio. Killers of the Flower Moon is out. And uh, we are discussing uh, some of our favorite Leo moments, movies, performances. But Jackson, we're not alone in the endeavor. No, we are joined by self-proclaimed Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Uh, anybody order fried sauerkraut? Corbin's the vocals here. Hey, buddy. This is incredible, Carter, because I had three quotes written down. I got all three. It was, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm the king of the world. And I was like, all right, I still got sauerkraut to back me up. But (laughs) I'll say the next line, burn you Nazi bastards. (laughs) Yes, I'm here. Uh, I think I told you guys uh, very, very early on in our relationship that if you ever did a Leo retrospective, you had to be have had to have me on, or I think our friendship and podcasting relationship would be effectively over. So I'm glad uh, to be here and and to talk about my uh, favorite actor, Leonardo DiCaprio. Indeed, we honor our deal, we honor our bond. We're here. We'll get to that soon, and you'll get to express your love and gratitude for Leo. But first, Jackson, tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. We uh, talked recently, but have you been into any other any other stuff in the past couple of days? Yeah. So in honor of Friday the 13th, I checked out Friday the 13th, the first one. Mm. And I was kind of, I don't know. I feel like I was kind of disappointed because I was expecting uh, the classic slasher guy of Jason to just be there. And that is not what this movie is, which I kind Trust. of respect. Um, And I, I, I don't know. Something I really liked about the movie was that like it's a slasher, but nobody knows they're in a slasher until like everyone is dead, basically. And that's kind of cool. Like, I, I don't know if that's like a unique take on the genre because I'm kind of just dipping my toe into it. But I thought it was pretty neat. Um, I could definitely take that lady, though. I think that's like this is a scenario where I could get out alive if I knew Mrs. Voorhees. Uh, yeah, I could take her right back. She's got the element of surprise most of the time. But I think take that away. I, I, I don't know. I think I could live. What about the spoiler? Spoiler here for 30 seconds forward. Jump scare out of the lake. Could you take that? That so guy? scary. That was genuinely <laughs> terrifying. And it added like a half star. Like, to oh, my... yeah. Like, there I was like, uh, and then I was like, oh, my God. Okay. That was pretty yeah. good. Um, that one got me. Beautiful. Love that. Anything else? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry. Oh. Uh, I also rewatched uh, Goodwill Hunting, which was pretty cool. And then I checked out some new to me uh, DiCaprio Scorsese movies. So that was fun as well. Oh, baby. A little foreshadow. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a bit, I'm sure. Corbin, what about you, buddy? What have you been into lately? 
We'll, we'll hit on the the Ta- DiCaprio research that I did. I, I did go for a little bit more of the deep cuts. I, I know, Carter, you were delving deep into the uh, the 90s and his early career. So we'll oh, yeah, talk man. about those in a little bit. Uh, but also, I've been on a big horror kick. You know, it is tis the season, right? Spooktober. Uh, I watched Candyman, When Evil Lurks, which is this new Argentinian film. Really gross, really nasty, really crazy. Um, the Witch, A24 is putting a couple the of their Vich. horror movies, The Vavitch, back in theaters. <laughs> and uh, that was back in theaters like last Monday. I went and checked that out. Nice. Some classic action, Creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D was showing in theaters. So broke oh. out the old red and blue uh, three glasses for that one. That's and awesome. Wouldn't recommend it with uh, with regular glasses on. It wasn't the greatest experience. <laughs> it's a double whammy. It. But Yikes. still cool to, to get to be in a theater with people and kind of just like do that old school 3d thing that you don't see too much. Oh yeah. Um, and then uh, devil little uh, in night Shyamalan written horror film. And um, I've been all over the, the horror world and uh, getting fully into it. Uh, did you watch, was it OG Candyman or the Nia DaCosta? I watched get, the get, Nia get DaCosta prepped. new one. Uh, yeah. Definitely for the marbles. For the marbles. There, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I, I need to get a little more into the spooky season. Uh, I've just kind of been, well, I've been away on vacation, so I haven't been watching much lately, but I did go see The Exorcist Believer uh, in theaters, one of one of Corbin's pickups for our filmography season, of course. And I I don't know how you guys felt about or if you've seen like the new Halloween movies, the David Gordon Green ones. I don't um, like them. Yeah, I'm getting them. getting the same vibe from The Exorcist Believer. Um <laughs> Just stay away from these classic 70s movies, at least this team of people that are trying to like do legacy legacy sequels. It's uh, it's pretty poor um, and it's just like boring and it feels like just cut to death on the cutting room floor. Ellen Burstyn's there for a hot minute. I won't spoil what happens to her, but she's uh, in the film and I wanted more from her. That was okay. Leslie Odom Jr. was okay, but uh. There were some some problems with that one, so I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. I went by myself last night at like 8.30 p.m. It was a good time, so that's what I did. Um, then I stayed home on Netflix. I watched Fair Play, uh, which is, uh, I think it debuted at a festival earlier in the year, but Netflix acquired it. Um, just released this past uh, week, and it's kind of a like an erotic, I don't want to say erotic thriller, but it's kind of a cool workplace rom-com that turns into an erotic thriller starting our boy alden ehrenreich who is just on the up and up thank god and it's, it's pretty good it's just about these two people who kind of work in like a wall street investment firm hedge fund type of deal but one gets promoted over the other and tensions arise i won't spoil anything there but i'm enjoying the alden ehrenreich Aaron renaissance Air renaissance reich sure and the Alden Aaron Reich. Oh, there we go. We're in the Alden eras, right? Yeah. Okay. There you um, go. I haven't seen the eras tour yet, by the way. I don't know if any of the significant others on your side have, but no, not yet. Um, that's something. It looks like a horrible theater experience. Like I get, I get it, but like, oh my god, I don't think I could, I could do that. People just comparing it to Midsummer. The girls like <laughs> yeah. running around in circles at the. Credits. Taylor Lautner's yeah. doing kick flips for some reason, or like someone, whatever those are called. Someone give my man a job. Someone <laughs> get my man choreographing some fight sequence. Maybe he'll show up for the Twilight reboots. I don't know. But uh, so yeah, Fair Play was fine. And then finally, uh, it's 100 Years of Disney. I checked out that short that they released on Disney Plus, Once Upon a Studio. 
And I know that we're mad about the big studios right now, but I will say that uh, this was a really lovely short and go check it out. It's like nine minutes. It's just like all the characters like huddling together for a, a group photo. That's the whole shtick. So that's all of Disney shtick for like the past 10 years. True. So if you want <laughs> just a nice nostalgia kick, go check that out. And yeah, that's what I was into this. week. Is that the best thing Disney's released in this calendar year? Ooh, um, <laughs> what's happened this year? Uh, Elemental, Haunted Mansion, uh, a couple bad Marvel movies. I guess Guardians of the Galaxy 3 maybe will we'll take the case. I think that's probably the best one. A yeah. lot of misses yeah. outside of that. Uh, bad year at the box office for Disney. I guess theater camp is technically Disney, but what can you yeah. do? Fox, 20th 20th century. Whatever, 20th century. Anywho, uh, beautiful. Shall we move on, boys? Let's get into it. Beautiful. Let's move on to my precious. My precious. And today, as mentioned, a little Leonardo DiCaprio retrospective for you guys uh, in honor of Killers of the Flower Moon out today once again, which I don't know if you guys saw the newest trailer, but it's like the best performance of Leonardo DiCaprio's career. And that's like the stinger at the end of the trailer. And you're like, oh, well, I better go see it. <laughs> Uh, pretty I think dramatic. that might have been the the stinger at every single new Leo movie for the past uh, twenty <laughs> See, years. Leo in The Great Gatsby. Um, so yeah, today we're doing a little retrospective. We're going to talk a little bit about Leo, what we like about him, why he's so unique as a like a movie star and a presence uh, in the world of movies and and in our culture. And then we'll do uh, some some top fives of uh, some Leo movies that we like or just performances we like. However, we choose to do that. And then obviously honorable mentions, because there are a lot that we need to mention that Corbin and I dug into the 90s this week and we need to they need to be mentioned. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to do a little just a little very vague brief background of Leo and then we can get into what we like about him and uh, get into our top five. Sound good, my boys. Amazing. Let's do it. Amazing. Amazing. So Leonardo DiCaprio, six time Academy Award nominee one-time winner there should be more of those uh three-time golden Globe winner bafta sag winner his films have grossed over 7.2 billion worldwide and he has been placed eight times in the annual rankings of the world's highest paid actors which is probably a moniker he doesn't give a shit about but that is uh something that's here and uh born in la dicaprio's parents you know how leo was was named by the way do you know where his name came from why they named him leonardo Ninja Turtles. Big Ninja Turtles fan. Uh, <laughs> no, his parents uh, named him Leonardo because his pregnant mother first felt him kick while they were looking at a Leonardo da Vinci painting uh, in Italy. So fun fact for Beautiful. you. So basically the Ninja Turtles is what I'm gathering. Uh-huh. Yep. His father's <laughs> name was Rafi. Uh, and uh, so after dreams of becoming a marine biologist kind of dissipated from leo's <laughs> life which is what he wanted to be and it's like you everyone's could... dream at like fourth like still mine. the fourth grade you know yeah and you could argue that he got his fill just you know saving the it planet. makes sense for the, yeah. the things that would later yeah. interest him oh yeah uh dicaprio then began his career in the late 80s appearing on television commercials having uh recurring roles in te- various television shows like parenthood and growing pains Got his first major role in the early 90s, and he kind of shot off from there, kind of taking on different roles, getting in different genres. 
and becoming the man we know today as Leonardo DiCaprio, a frequent collaborator with Scorsese, as we mentioned earlier, obviously Killers of the Flower Moon out, and an actor who kind of picks and chooses his projects very carefully, uh, working with greats such as Tarantino, Spielberg, Scorsese, Eastwood, Ridley Scott, Christopher Nolan, James Cameron, and many, many more, which we'll get into later. Uh, I got to start with Corbin. Uh, Corbin, big Leo guy. What is it about Leo that makes him your fave? Yeah, I mean, it's a, obviously it's a tough question and, and one I was ready for, but <clears throat> it's definitely about the actor more than the person because he, like, his, he's, you know, he doesn't do a lot of interviews. He is just kind of a really strange guy. He has that extreme like passion for climate change and all that stuff. And then obviously the very weird and, you know, scrutinized dating life and, you know, maybe <laughs> apparent, you know, drug use at different points and all these like crazy photos of him on like city bikes in New York and, and just kind of this persona he has and, and maybe even some like uh, Ma- Malaysian money laundering schemes that he's been a part of, like all that stuff to me just is like uninteresting. And it, it surprisingly for in a world where like so much baggage can really like deflate a person's career or take them down. Like he's kind of just constantly floated above any to- type of sc- criticism or scrutiny and has managed to just continually continuously pump out um, fantastic movies year in year again. Um, like you said, his project discernment is extremely crucial. He just continuously was picking good movies and even the ones that like, were failures in maybe the mid 2000s you know you have your j edgar hoovers or um even like your your blood diamonds like there's always something interesting about it like the performance is always great or they're he's working with a great director like you talked about you know ridley scott like body of lies is a terrible movie but he's working with ridley (laughs) scott and you know um so it's just like his ability to not oversaturate himself to kind of continuously to rise above and just put out quality work year and year again it's a it's really impressive. And I would say some of my favorite movies are the movies that he is in consistently. So it's easy to, to understand why you, why I would, you know, be feel drawn to him. Yeah. The, uh, the project discernment is a big one, not just the things he said yes to, but the things he said no to, like he could have been in star Wars, you know, he could have been Spider-Man. He could have been Iron Man. Like he said, he said no to all these things. And I think that's really kind of why he, is the consummate movie star, perhaps I can get into that more in a little, in a minute, but Jackson, what, what's the appeal of Leo to you? You, you've, you've seen many Leo movies or you've just seen. Uh, I've seen more than I remember. Yeah. Yeah, Like I think I've hit definitely like maybe more of the mainstream ones. I'd say I'm probably closer to the casual fan, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's so interesting how like my introduction to him was like in high school, like just English classes, getting to watch like the Romeo and Juliet movie or uh, Great Gatsby or like being a kid and seeing um, Titanic like on like TV with like my family and stuff every now and then just catching little moments of that Um, and I kind of thought he was like this like shinier clean like romantic kind of actor but like obviously getting into some of the Scorsese stuff he's like way grittier and has a like a way broader range than I realized so even like in doing preparation for this episode I feel like I've gained a new appreciation for him because he has some pretty good range. I'm a big fan. Oh, yeah. Well, it's incredible that he's managed to start out in that world of teen heartthrob mm-hmm. status, you yeah. know, Titanic. Like, you're hiring this guy because teen girls are going to go see your movie and be in yeah. love with him. To where, like, he was Scorsese's muse and, like, 
reinvigorated his love for making movies in the yeah. 2000s and and then you know was in all these you know much darker and in troubled performances and he was able to you know continue into now he's a what 50 some year old man who's like still the most popular actor in the world yeah and i feel like there there have been like definitive ages for his stuff too like he was like this suave romantic and then he was like this gritty cop and then he was this action sci-fi hero kind of for a second and now i feel like he's kind of like this commentary on like he's he's like doing like his unhinged roles a little bit where he's having a little bit more fun with some of his stuff um and some of his more recent stuff so i'm i don't know i'm, I'm liking his development overall too it's yeah and one go ahead, go ahead Carter. sorry no i was just going to i was just going to say it's it it really is a testament cuz like you look at like the stars that were like his age in the 90s that are like doing the thing now and th- when i say like the consummate movie star like people probably just know like chris evans is i or is captain america you know chris hemsworth is thor like these these like heartthrobs are just like the the roles that they play and just like mm-hmm. they're not just like leonardo dicaprio i feel like when you watch a leo movie it's this weird paradox because it you're like, oh, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. But then whatever he's doing, you're like transfixed by whatever role he's in. It's this it's this weird thing. Yeah, because I would never describe anything that he does as like incredibly transformative. Like I can mm-hmm. still see him in it. And yet yeah. he is still so incredible. It's 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 crazy. Um, there is definitely a specific type of role that he fits into better. Um talking about that, like like you said, the Chris Evans of it all, it's the staying away from the IP. Like he's never fallen into that trap. Mm -hmm. He's uh, consistently, I mean, yes, he's, you know, done like the more Oscar plays and he's played real people, but it's, it's always traditional adult drama. There's a great quote here from uh, Tatiana Siegel in the Hollywood reporter uh, before once upon a time in Hollywood is about to come out. She said, unlike waning mega stars like Will Smith, Jennifer Lawrence and Robert Downey Jr. DiCaprio sits alone atop the Hollywood pantheon without ever having made a comic book movie family film or pre-branded franchise leo is the franchise and i think yeah. that goes like exactly what you're saying like he is truly one of the the few movie stars in that way and on top of that he's stayed in movies he's not jumped into tv and in the age of streaming and limited yeah. series and who very few people can can you say that about yeah like even the great like even the greats go like you got your Meryl Streep's who go to who go to TV now and and do that whole thing like he definitely has has stuck in his lane and and yeah I can't even think of like the equivalent I would have told you that it might be the the modern day equivalent would be like Timothy Chalamet but like he's playing Willy Wonka now so like I don't (laughs) I don't know about that but like Leo is definitely like one of those people who like grabbed him by the arm and was like don't do comic book movies which he kind of listened to, but, and he did Dune and like, he does these cool things, but, but yeah, Timothy may be the closest right now to what Leo has accomplished, but I still think like Leo alone can sell a movie. And I don't think many people can do that just on their name alone. Like who's got, like, I think like this is like the highest pre-sale tickets for a Martin Scorsese movie ever, just because of like the power of Leo, I think it really sells that still. So I, I don't know. It's, to strange things a 55 year old man or however old he is and he's probably he's 48 i did look it up 48 oh, okay. so <laughs> I, I was a little mean to him but oh, uh the, the age gap you know we always think about the subtract oh, yeah. 25 <laughs> <laughs> uh so, so yeah um that's kind of how i feel about leo i think he's like the last great movie star we have like he's the paul newman or the the, the tom hanks or things like that and yeah yeah 
there, like you said, there's no one today to compare him to, but there's so many people of the past that we feel oh, like yeah. we can compare it to. There's a Tarantino quote where I, he has, where he said, you know, he kind of stands alone today, like Al Pacino or Robert De Niro, where in the seventies, yeah. where they weren't trying to do two movies a year, they could do anything they wanted and they wanted to do this. So that means this must be pretty good. It's that, you know, if Leo's wanting to be in something and he's acting in it, like it's almost that pre-approval stamp that makes you want to go out and see it. And, uh, I'm I'm really excited for Killers for that very reason beyond just oh, yeah. it being you know a Scorsese project. Absolutely, it's just like the mysterious nature of him too. Like in the real world, like we don't know much about him. Like in this, it's hard to do in in the in the real world now or in the the digital age because like we know way too much about people now. But he still manages to like not really do much. And like when he pops out somewhere, you're like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio is it this white party that white shirt party whatever that happens in Miami. Um, so yeah. That's all I got on Leo Jackson. Any, any final thoughts before we kind of get into like top fives and stuff and I'll toss to Corbin one more time. Yeah. Just a a final thing I wanted to say uh, about like killers of the flower moon being like really, people are really excited for it and and stuff Mm. too. I feel like maybe that's also part of the time, like the times we're in now where like the IP stuff hasn't been doing super good. Like a lot of the like traditional, like comic book movies haven't been, uh, in people's favor, I feel like, and maybe the Barbenheimer of it all has uh, maybe contributed to some of the people wanting to get into the more totally uh, serious movies. I guess I should. I don't know. Is maybe that's the wrong term, but prestige drama, yeah, or drama, yeah, 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 yeah. strong I'm, adult I'm filmmaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Corbin, any final thoughts on on? I know we're going to talk way more about him here in a second, but before we get into some some top five conversation. I think this can kind of lead into it, but it's just like, even when you like look at the the characters he has played, whether it be the famous literary ones of like, he was Romeo in Romeo and Juliet, or he was Jay Gatsby, like one of the greatest, uh, you know, what some people consider the great American novel. He was the lead figure in that. And then on top of that, he's played, you know, famous historical people like Howard Hughes and J. Edgar Hoover, Jordan Belfort, Frank Abagnale, Hugh Glass. And of course, our everybody's favorite, Rick Dalton, the great TV star. Rest in peace. Of course. <laughs> rest in peace. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Then let's uh, transition now into our, our, our top fives. Uh, I'm not sure. How you guys took took this exercise, Corbin? Are you doing top five like performances of Leo? Are you doing top five Leo movies? Are you kind of doing a hybrid of the both? What what are you what are you rocking with today? I, I did end up going with performances. There is one movie that I, I love a lot that ended up getting left off the list just because I think the reasons I love it are not necessarily about his performance. I'm sure it'll get mentioned in someone's top five. Um, oh, yeah. Jackson, what about you? Are you taking both into account? Or are you more f- focusing on the movie or the performance? Yeah, I'm definitely doing both just because this was maybe one of the hardest top five lists I think we've had to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's just straight bangers uh, on this list and straight bangers in the honorable mentions as well. So, yeah, as as always with mine, I kind of try to pick different points of a person's career to like kind of tell where they're at. Uh, so I think we both the five of us or the five of us, the three of us combined will have a, a decent range. <laughs> we'll cover maybe. a lot. I think we'll cover a lot. We're definitely there's definitely gonna be a lot of honorable mentions, I would think. So so beautiful. Uh let's let's just kick it off with our guest for his uh number five Leonardo DiCaprio movie slash performance. What you got at number five, Corbino? So my uh, number five is Shutter Island. Uh yeah. this is existing in the 
end, I guess not the end, because we obviously have Killers of the Fire Moon, but near the end of the Scorsese run, um, it's kind of like his most fun like genre piece. It's very detective, very noir. Um, he's playing the classic guy with a dead dead wife that he's done many times. And <laughs> you know, maybe the, the twist in the movie isn't the best or it isn't set up super well, but I just love his performance. That's like the thing that makes and breaks this movie. And especially the final scene where, you know, he goes, which would be worse to live as a monster or die as a good man. And then he kind of just like makes eye contact with Mark Ruffalo. And it's just like that soul crushing moment when you like know, and you realize that he's choosing to kind of pretend and keep this straight up because he doesn't want to live with, you know, all the pains of his past. And um, <clears throat> I know there was a quote <clears throat> about how Leo would be like a great silent film actor because there's just so much conveyed in the emotion on his face. Expression. And I think this is a, a great example of that. Just every single scene uh, looking into his eyes, you, you can really feel the horror. Yeah, this is uh was actually my number four. So I'm glad you brought it up. Um, just a, uh, I have this just in the quote underrated Leo moments. I know that Shutter Island has definitely grown in respect uh, over the years. I don't think that many people were like high on Shutter Island when it came out, but it's definitely grown in, in, in the latter years. And I think it's just, like you said, it's just a really cool, like noir and like to kind of see Leo in a horror. It's like not a horror movie, but it's, definitely chilling in it's some tense, aspects yeah. it's very tense and to see him in that space you know he was like i loved my work on critters three i want to go back to the <laughs> horror genre so yeah i have this on here as well like you said and a lot of great performances in there too mark ruffalo ben kingsley and is it max von Sydow? is he is he in this too i think it's it's one of those oh. two older men older gentlemen that i are always in these roles um but yeah I enjoy this a lot and I might go see it or watch it again in the, in the spooky times. So nice. And a good Boston accent um, or like East coast vibe from Leo again. So great stuff. Um, wonderful. Jackson. No, it, was, oh. it was interesting recently. I think Scorsese was talking about how, like if he could do his career over again, he would just skip over this. He wouldn't movie. do that one. I was like, <laughs> oh. pain, pain. Absolutely. But uh, like, yeah, Marty made a banger around. and he didn't know it. Man. Jackson, have you seen Shutter Island? Yeah. I have. This okay. was one that just I wanted to put it in, but I just wanted to shout out a few other stuff. And I had so much Scorsese in here already that it felt like a crime to keep adding more and more. When there's it's understandable. Stuff. <laughs> um, I love it though. I think it's I think it's a great movie. Abby actually showed it to me, uh, like last year or maybe no. Oh man, it was like three years ago, and then I watched it for like a film class coincidentally, like a month later, and it was it was fun on rewatch too. Um, mm -hmm. it, there's some yeah there's some cool details that you miss beautiful yeah one of those good rewatchable movies you pick up mm -hmm. on something totally. every time Jackson what about you you're number five then buddy yeah so I'm gonna shout out a movie that initially I didn't love because I don't know I think I was expecting so much out of it and it's just it was way different than what I expected it to be so I'm gonna go with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood hmm. I think this deserves this is like one where i think this is like a leo performance more than like the movie itself for me on this list and this is like to me the time where it's like oh cool this is leo like purposely not playing a cool guy like this dude is unhinged he's unwell he's past his prime and like i thought that was just a really really fun uh role for him to like put his uh put himself into and i just thought it was fantastic um 
and yeah it's just like the commentary on like the death of westerns in hollywood and leaving those actors behind and and what do they do and i don't know you just get some crazy moments of him like i mean like just think about the memes right him po- like uh we have a category named after it yeah exactly uh or like just the bit of him like in the pool and then like the lady falls in and then he grabs the flamethrower and just like torches someone like it's just like there's so many crazy parts of that movie but like i think his breakdown in his trailer is like by far the for me the takeaway scene of that movie and i just think he's great in it it's cool because he's definitely speaking on like if you think of him versus like Tom Cruise, like Leo is very much aware of his age and mm-hmm. acts upon that and comments on yeah. it. And Tom Cruise is not. Ignores uh, it. And he, <laughs> he jumps off it. of cliffs uh, yeah. in response. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I just like that he is like pretty self-aware about it and is taking on roles that kind of more fit him. And I'm just excited mm-hmm. to see as a sidebar, whatever Tom Cruise chooses to do in the next five years. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll get to that. We'll do a Tom Cruise episode someday. Um, wonderful. Uh, that takes me to my number five, which I doubt that anyone's going to have on their list, but I wanted this to be just kind of the, the capstone one of like how Leo kind of got his, his shot really. So my number five is what's eating Gilbert grape actually. Mm. Um, I don't know. Jackson, have you seen what's eating Gilbert? I haven't seen this one. No, I assume Corbin has seen it. I I have seen it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So uh, I love that reaction. Um, not much of a grape head. <laughs> not the grape head. It's so obviously. So it's it's a movie about like you know Johnny Depp is kind of this this grocery store clerk. This guy who's like taking care of his mother, who's morbidly obese, while at the same time taking care of Arnie Grape, who is Leo's character, who is intellectually disabled and. I know that this is kind of just DiCaprio following the blueprint to become a star early because I think all the big stars take on a role like this as complicated and controversial as they may be today in the present light. I, uh, I'm i not uh, looking past that. I definitely acknowledge that. And I know that like, like Jackson probably won't enjoy it because it's like it's the same reason you don't watch Forrest Gump. It's like you feel the ick about about. I just don't like, like Forrest Gump. To be fair, I don't think it's necessarily the performance. I just think that movie is not very good. But that's yeah. just, is, well, I, I mean, this movie it's a complicated. It's a very complicated performance. It's it's a very tough thing. Obviously, you have to acknowledge it's the thing that got him his first Oscar nomination. Totally. Um, but also, like in comparison to Forrest Gump, it's not like Forrest Gump. There's almost like a. It's a little egregious. It's it's too like happy about what it's doing, and it's like yeah. too smiling about it. And like this, at least, is like it's not necessarily a happy movie. Like no, there is definitely a, a darkness to it, for sure. So yeah, like I, think, I yeah. Oh, sorry, good Jackson. Go I ahead. was just gonna say I think people are laughing at Forrest Gump more than laughing with him, which is definitely yeah. maybe part of the issue. Sure. So <laughs> so yeah. So there's just no denying that this performance kind of puts him on the map in a, in a serious way and gives them these opportunities to have bigger roles down the line. And, and I just also to acknowledge that a lot of kid actors don't make it as far as, as they, they could or should because of the industry they're in. And I think that's also just very savvy on either Leo's parents or whoever his agent was, or him at the time who just had the savviness to pick the right roles. So really great moving performance. I would, I would recommend checking it out and just a great entry point for any fans who want to kind of study the Leo lore and get a, a good start on it, maybe better than critters three. I'll say that. Um, I don't know. Not, That's... Bad, not a bad movie though. Critters mm-hmm. three. 
Corbin's number, Corbin's number one coming up. My uh, favorite critters. Of course. The only critters I've seen. <laughs> uh, uh, Corbin, you're number four then, sir. Listen, I mean, I, I got to say, critters, I, I, the best part about critters three, because <laughs> it's not going to come up. And I'm, I don't want to mention it in the honorable That's, mentions. Okay. It doesn't even deserve <laughs> but the honorable mentions. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning part where they do the montage of the first two movies, which I, I had asked you if I needed to watch them or not. But in the credits, it even like it has to like credit the people. And it's like in montage from yeah, one and two, and it credits the people. Incredible stuff. Uh, yeah. Great young performance. He's got an asshole stepdad. Good for him. Critters are Classic. crazy. Um, my f- number four performance is Django Unchained. This kind of taps into really one of the very few supporting roles that Leo has done, especially after becoming like the big, huge star he was after Titanic. He's never really fallen back into the. Mm-hmm the secondary role, but getting to work with Tarantino for the first time and also playing a really like awful, terrible villain for the very first time. I think this one is, is, is really great. It shows that range for so many years. He was the, the lovable guy. You're always going to root for him no matter what. In this one, he is pure evil and there is no rooting for him. And yeah, even yeah. in the Wolf of Wall Street later, like it's a little bit of a more complicated, like Calvin Candy is pure evil and it's amazing, like how effective Leo is in that. And then, of course, beyond that, you get the uh, the, the lore and of the whole. You know, he breaks his hand on the glass, and he keeps acting, and oh, it yeah. just kind of adds to the to the story of of what Leo is as an actor. Yeah, it's it's funny, like when you compare it to like Wolf of Wall Street. I think a lot of people take the wrong message of Wolf of Wall Street and aspire that man to be a hero. <laughs> and I don't know if anyone does that for. For Calvin Candy, uh, I sure def- hope not. <laughs> definitely a stronger minority, but but yeah, that's definitely uh, it's my number two. So this, wow. uh, I the villain Leo is just a, a Leo that I love. He hasn't really done anything like it since. I, I uh, can't really think of it, uh, anything like that. Like he's done the anti-hero stuff for sure, but this is there's no redeemable quality about this man. So he's wonderful in it and truly just a scary and like a whoa leo and then you're like why hasn't he been in more tarantino movies it was like a match made in heaven so yeah beautiful jackson is on your list it's not this is this is another one that it pained me to leave off but you're just it doing is, good list making because i know it's tough because <laughs> i i think that's one of his best crazy perform it's one of his most unique performances by far like seeing it's fun to see a great actor do a villain role, and I just don't think you get it enough. And this is just a fantastic uh, villain. So scary. Yeah. And some people do it like, uh, you know, Chris Evans did it in that one movie. Uh, Gray he Man. did Knives Out, and he was awesome. Yeah. But then, like, yeah, I guess we're I guess we're grateful to only have one villain performance from Leo, because maybe that's all we need. And maybe he yeah. knows that, because then if he does more, then we're going to be like, oh, it wasn't as good as that. I don't know. Yeah. Would you uh would you have wanted a Nolan Riddler for like a oh, I forgot alternate about. universe? Is that that was what was rumored to be? I think that if... was yeah, that was like the pitch, I think, at one point. Well, he wouldn't have done it though. Like he You I don't think, think he would have? Uh, I think for, he would have I mean, said no to the IP Maybe still. for Nolan. I, I think know. he might have for Nolan. If anybody if anybody the, the I mean the fact that he's not ever gone back to Nolan, I guess we can talk about that later is, is an interesting mm-hmm. thing. But um yeah, going back to Django, like the, the relationship with Tarantino is fantastic. I know there was <clears throat> some early talk um, about him maybe being in Inglorious Bastards at one point and potentially in the uh, Christoph Waltz role in that movie, which would yeah. have been like his first big villain thing. I, we're obviously blessed with that we got Waltz 
um, yeah. and that incredible performance. But um, Leo is is really incredible in this. And I know I think he like he even pit, he had to like pitch himself to Tarantino for this role where it was like Tarantino was picturing as like an older plantation owner. And, and Leo was like, no, it's like corrupt boy, emperor, young Nero, like Caligula, <laughs> no, just fiddling around while Rome burns around him. And, and Tarantino was like, all right, you're right. That's, that's definitely way more compelling too. And like, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, it, it's a, t- a testament more to the movie too, to show like young money kind of like in this role instead of this old white guy. It's like, oh no, this is like everybody uh, around this time was this horrible and disgusting. And it definitely adds more to it. Yeah. But like, he makes that movie uh, so many times better to have that villain at the elevates end. Elevates it for sure. Um, so Jackson, not on your list, but you're number four now, buddy. Yeah, so my number four is one that I literally watched right before this episode, and that's The Departed. The Departed. Um, I think this is like, this kind of like, is a good, <laughs> your your review, by the way, Corbin, was very funny. I loved I loved your review for this movie. Um, it kind of like encompasses a lot of his roles where he's like, one, the like apprentice to like a crime guy, like in like the Gangs of New York movie. Um, which were like very close, which is kind of funny that he does like kind of a similar thing in this, but also like this noir, like gritty cop kind of role for him too. So I think this is kind of like the best of all of those uh, combined. And it's really fun too. Cause you get to see like Matt Damon as like the antagonist of the movie and just their like game of cat and mouse is, is so, so much fun in this movie. And I got to say too, the ending, uh, I don't think I've gasped more. Like it's just one, <laughs> two, three. It's just like, it keeps <laughs> keeps twisting and turning and yeah, it's really fun nicholson is great like we just did our shining episode so it was cool to see him uh much much older um doing his thing and but yeah it was it was a really fun experience for the dildo jack nicholson with the yeah, dildo. yeah that was yeah yeah <laughs> that was crazy <laughs> um but yeah i feel like everyone in that is kind of doing like a fun different thing like just seeing leo being really gritty and like dirty and like ruthless and from the streets is really fun um, seeing Damon as like a antagonist role, like really sleazeball, slimy guy, super fun. And then seeing Nicholson as like crime lord is also just great. And Alec Baldwin just like throwing and Alec Baldwin, bones. yeah, and like uh, Martin you know, Sheen, Martin, Martin Sheen, Sheen Mark Wahlberg, yeah. yeah, you got all. Yeah, you kind of got yeah. after Martin Sheen falls from the building, you kind of get like the oh, this is Leo if he was Spider Man finding Uncle Ben dead kind of <laughs> his body <moment>. explodes. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it's uh yeah it's pretty crazy uh did you read uh, this big piece like this big like cover of, of martin scorsese uh came out this week and like the studio wanted it to like be a sequel like they mm-hmm. wanted him to like keep all these characters alive and and he like said absolutely not so no. we could have had a way worse version of this movie so <laughs> yeah. it could have been yeah. a worse ending than the rat on the uh ledge the rat on yeah, the you ledge really hated maybe. that huh it, it's not great i will say that part is a little it's a little on the nose yeah. But uh, yeah, but it's okay. fun. I, I think it's a great movie. Sometimes subtlety uh, isn't necessary. This is uh, my number three. So sweet. Okay. Um, kind of just leading directly into that. Um, I think the Boston accent. You know, he's done a few accents in his day, and it, it is actually pretty decent, especially when he's surrounded by guys like Damon and Wahlberg who, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little bit more natural for them. Um, and also, like you mentioned, it's really cool to see him and Damon like go head to head acting their asses off against each other, even though they're like not really in scenes together that much, but it's just like 
these two opposing forces who throughout the 90s were constantly like being up for the same roles and kind of being compared against each other um, at, at this like inflection point in the mid 2000s. Uh, also, you know, get finally gets Scorsese his his Oscar. Um, <clears throat> and uh, like you said, the ending is, is insane. The, not the, before the rat, <laughs> the rest yeah. of the ending. <laughs> before the rat. Uh, this is, this is not on my list. I, it was an honorable yeah. mention and I'm glad I mainly, I left it off cause I knew that somebody would at least bring it up. That's, I left a lot of movies off cause I knew someone, people would bring them up, but turns out people are bringing up the ones I like too. So, you know, <laughs> Leo, it's crazy. He's awesome. Uh, we, uh, we did an episode on this one in our very first season of the podcast. So. Shout out. Go check out that episode. And yeah, see... I, no- I noticed it's, it's on Cody's top four. So I'm glad I finally Cody got to check it, it out. Um, yeah, it was great. Sick. Uh, so yeah, not on my list, but so I'm up to, so my number four was shutter Island. So that's off Mm -hmm. the board now. So I'm going to go ahead and hop up to my number three then, which I don't know if people have this on, but this is my heartthrob Leo and this is Titanic. And, uh, this is my number three also great. Uh, obviously Jackson and I, we recorded a whole episode on Titanic and talked about Leo in that, but I think it also is just a testament because not many people can do that. The big romantic lead in this epic movie that grosses like a bill, $2 billion and then like bounce back and become something completely different. Like than being in thrillers and dramas, like you would get pigeonholed nowadays if you mm-hmm. had a bad savvy and didn't know what, what roles to pick the, uh, I think somebody that's doing a good job of it now is Jacob Elordi. Shout out to him. He's doing a good job with that. Interesting. Noah I like Centen- that take. Noah Centineo, not doing a good job. With that. <laughs> um, Black not Adam. a Black Adam guy, right? Nope, yeah. Not a Black Adam guy. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I just think, you know, obviously we weren't like alive at the time, but Leo was everywhere. If you read any stories, he was, he was big. And then like, and then you get like five years later, you get like, you know, the uh the the catch me if you cans and the, the gangs of new york so then he like he completely turns the narrative of who he is and who he wants to be and while still very openly acknowledging like his work on titanic and like not a lot of people like i'm just pulling out heartthrobs out of my hat like zach efron he's like i don't acknowledge high school musical i wasn't in those i hate them i won't show up to anything but leo's oh, comparison still- titanic <laughs> uh, high school musical is my titanic um <laughs> But, but, but yeah, and it can't be understated that in just a big movie that's like built on like its set design and its, and its stakes and, and all of the big concept things and visuals that like, you're still at the heart of it. It's like Leo and Kate Winslet and like that chemistry is palpable. Mm -hmm. So I think they have really uh, great chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. That's a testament. So yeah, Jackson, you can talk a little bit on it too, since it's your number three as well. Yeah, of course. I just wanted to shout out Billy Zane also. Just shout doing out. one of the best like villains in a romance movie. Super True. fun. Super great antagonist there. And just like I think one, we've talked about like the feats of like the scale models that they built and destroyed and rebuilt and destroyed, and all that stuff is so cool. Like it is a technical achievement on top of being a really good movie. Um yeah. And yeah, it's a it's a romance disaster movie. And how many of those exist? Not that many. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. I don't know. I guess it's like a family story, kind of. Yeah. John Cusack uh, gets back with his ex wife because the stepdad dies. So that helped. There you so, go. There you go. San Andreas. He's got San Andreas. Yeah. Mostly, it's about kids usually in disaster movies. That's true. Love. It's like a family found. thing. But yeah, the love stuff is good. 
And uh, people say, you know, because there was like a Brad Pitt quote or something that he was like, I would have floated on the raft or whatever. It's like, no, you wouldn't. It was sinking. You didn't. You guys didn't watch the movie if you think that. Morons. Yeah. Idiots. Come on. Shout out Big Jim. Shout out Big Jim Cameron. This movie uh, was not on my list, but uh, you can't deny just like the impact it had on his career. I I came to it much later in in my appreciation for Leo. I watched it for the first time, like honestly, earlier this year. Um, so I, I don't have the uh, the same like love and appreciation necessarily, but um, he is fantastic. And you know what a handsome young lad. You didn't go so to the dreamy. 2012 re-release of the 100th anniversary of the Titanic sinking, like I did. No, I went to the 2023 re-release of the 25th anniversary of the film. <laughs> to, to I make, stop to make more money. <laughs> he needs to keep that that total. He wants to be on top of the mountain always. He said, I want Absolutely all the money. jumping. Yeah. Is it Avatar? Is it Jim. Titanic? What do you want me to do? So, Big Jim. What as long as it's not Avengers Endgame, he'll be happy. He'll, he'll be thrilled. <laughs> and I think Marty will too. So, um, wonderful. Uh, so, that's our number three. Corbin, you said your number three was uh, something. Pardon. Departed. Yeah. Okay. So we're all on to our number twos now then, I think. Is that right? Beautiful. Yes, let's uh are. let's hop to you then, Corbino. What's your number two? Oh, I have a feeling I might this is probably on your list as well, Carter, if I were to guess. Uh my number two is the Wolf of Wall Street. It's my number um, two. He should have won his Oscar for this movie. Yeah. Like it it's really not even that much of a conversation. Um, but it's it's another tough movie, another tough character that's extremely like complicated and awful. Um, whether it be the drug use, the mistreatment of women, the corruption, greed, you know, all that stuff. And yet he's just so fucking charismatic and lovable. And like every single scene that he's in is just like, I want to hear what this guy has to say. I mean, it's it's the power of like the sale, like the actor being the perfect salesman. And it, it like mirrors everything that makes a great actor great. Um, and individually as like individual clips on YouTube. It's like you can watch so many different scenes from this movie, whether it's I'm not fucking leaving or the sell me this pen. And it's just, it's the perfect masterpiece. Uh, I think it's Scorsese's best movie uh, post 2000. And um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's my, uh, it's my number one. Um, nice. Yeah. It's just Leo full force star got the movie made, you know, had the production credit as well, like helped get the movie made, funded it. And you it's undeniable and matthew mcconaughey that son of a bitch comes in this year and <laughs> loses all the weight and even shows up in the movie and he's like i'm taking the oscar from you this year so very tough on his end so yeah wolf of wall street is uh is my number one for both the movie and the performance i know we'll definitely talk about it next week jackson on our, our marty episode um but an undeniable and he should have won the oscar as well mm-hmm. so and again, one of those movies that gets a bad rap because of the way that bros uh, personify it in their mind and take the wrong messages from it. And the the, the film bro persona kind of ruins it for some people. But look past it and take the right messages <laughs> from it. Like it's we're not valorizing it at all. It's it's a, and it's also it's like a comedy too. people like don't realize how funny the movie is. Yeah. It's h- hilarious. So. Yeah, it's definitely one of those movies where it's like kind of the American psycho effect of like, this is a critique of all of this yeah. and nobody gets that for some reason. And they kind of run away with the wrong messages. But it, but uh, also like at the same time, like that is like kind of the point of it yeah. where it's like right. this straight white guy with all this money and power, like, and that's handsome as, and can smile and talk his way out of any situation, yeah. like is able to 
be successful and, and destroy other people's lives in our American system. And it's like the same thing in, in Psycho and this. And that, that's, you know, why it works because he is so charming. Yeah. Yeah. To- oh, absolutely. It's just so funny that like the people who idolize the character in unhealthy ways are like the people it's trying to critique a little bit there. They're like, um, I want to take Quaaludes and crash my car. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I got to say too, it is like, in the sense of it's like a biopic in the same way that like the social network is a biopic and making the person that it's about seem way cooler than they actually are in real life. <laughs> um, like Jordan Belford in real life is like, he has, he's like a charisma kind of loser to me. I don't know. Like it's, it's not even comparable. And Leo couldn't sell you a pen, huh? Couldn't sell me a pen at all. I think the, the lewds might have caught up with them a little bit. <laughs> they so might have, for sure. You knew him in the 90s, Jackson. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I would have installed a little bit. But uh, yeah, good Jonah Hill performance too. Uh, mm-hmm. I think yep. people kind of forget about him in that movie just because it is such a Leo movie. Um, yeah. yeah, he's great in that. He has like fake teeth that are super weird and distracting. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, uh, yeah. Obviously, Margot Robbie gets her, her big, like her blow totally. up in this movie mm-hmm. too, so. All of that. Shout out Rob Reiner. Shout out. And, and that's all I got. Wonderful. John Bernthal. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, John Bernthal. Yeah. He's been, Spike he makes Jones. good little decisions too, just like showing up in like all the cool movies. He's got a yeah. good little career there. Big Bernthal fan. Big Beautiful. Bernthal fan. Uh, Jackson, let's do uh, your number two then. Have we talked? Oh, no. Wolf was your that was two, That right? was mine. Yeah. Uh, Django was my number two. Wolf was my number one. So I'm going to let you guys lead the convo now. Um, to your number ones. Take it away, Corbin. Uh, my uh, number one movie is also my favorite movie, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is also the same thing of Wolf of Wall Street, but he's a little bit less of a despicable person, so it's a little bit easier to like appreciate. Still not the greatest guy, but... He's lovable, um, though. Yeah, yeah, he's lovable, but it's that thing where it's like, because he's such a great... like He's a great actor playing the world's greatest actor, the world's greatest mm-hmm. con man. He's always, you know, just turning into a different person, adapting to every situation. So it's like, it, it just kind of rolls into like, it is the perfect personification of what he was as a movie star at that point. Yeah. He's a little bit older and he can play younger and it works out perfectly. And then he's also going like completely toe-to-toe with Tom Hanks at a, at a point where it's like the last 10 years of, of Tom Hanks' career nobody's had a better like 10 years ever maybe um and you know this is the kind of the end of that run the passing of the torch in a certain way um i this movie is incredibly rewatchable i could turn it on if i could like if i had to pick like one movie to just watch every day it would be this one um and i would never want to see like you know in in movies you talk about oh you know casting what if i would never want to see like a different version of this movie with any other actor it should only be leo are there were there other I don't even know were there any other like what ifs like could have been someone else other than Leo? I'm pretty sure there was like I can't remember what it was. We talked about it in the episode like early like 80s development. There was like some older uh, actors that were thrown out there because the book was optioned around. I, I, sure. I can do some research possibly. But. Oh, you're good. I was just yeah. I, was I, just I do think it's amazing that like now in the modern era, the guy who it's based on. Uh, his book has been revealed to be like kind of a grift all on its own. It was the like, ultimate camp con was, man. Yeah, exactly. The Almost elevates the movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. I agree. Like the ultimate con is like this story that it's based on wasn't even true. And it was all a con. It's like the inception of, of con man moves, which is pretty fun. <laughs> and it, to be obviously it goes without mentioning, but his first work, and I guess only work with Spielberg, um, 
who just like all those people are at the height of their powers. Like Spielberg is just coming off like Saving Private Ryan kind of vibes. And mm-hmm. you know, Tom Hanks is coming off Castaway vibes, like just like stars. And then I think, is this the same year as Gangs of New York or is that a year later? It's around the same uh, time. Gangs this of came New out York in 2002. Was like yeah, so that would have been the same year as Gangs of New York. Because I know Art- uh, like Gore Verbinski was supposed to direct this movie, but then because Leo was busy with Gangs of New York, the scheduling got changed around and then Spielberg ended up doing it. And yeah. Sliding doors moment because then Gore yeah. Verbinski does Pirates. How about that? That is a weird, yeah, that actually is really strange. <laughs> His version of the movie apparently was going to have uh, James Gandolfini instead of Tom Hanks. Oh, <laughs> oh. I don't hate it. Uh, don't love it, though. I could okay. <laughs> This fun. is like one of my favorite Tom Hanks performances, too. He's just fantastic. Knock, knock. Yeah, his accent work in it is so weird, but I, I'm a fan. Just definitely knowing, because like that character isn't, that's like a, that character's not real, right? That's just Yeah, it's a, like a made-up detective, yeah. an amalgamation of like. So like he just like... chose to like do that eastern shore accent like he didn't have to do that so good for him i guess not to mention uh christopher walken which corbin does a great impression of does he you gotta pay for that oh, oh. i'll pay for it come on do it <laughs> that's a patron Two mice <laughs> and a bucket of cream. <laughs> uh that'll come back Amazing. up in a in a later category uh, potentially we'll save oh, it beautiful that. wonderful uh awesome i suspected that would be your number one so i'm glad you brought it up uh jackson i'm not sure i might know what your number one is but what's your number one then pal it's it's this one it's catch me if you can yeah it's it's amazing i was like gangs of new york no it's not i I liked gangs of new york but no it's not on my list no it's definitely catch me if you can yeah Uh, i mean like it one the cast is stacked and just like watching the character go from um what was he first he was a, a pilot and then he was a doctor and then a lawyer and then he actually passed the bar but he actually didn't in real life but it, it's it's a fun story um i showed this to some friends and they were really really into this movie so i think this is just like one of the easiest wrecks uh holds up like yeah it holds up really well it's just i think it's it's got great pacing and yeah i mean it's spielberg come on it's spielberg it moves like he knows Spielberg, man. He knows how to how to set a stage. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's all great, and yeah, and it's fun to see like oh Amy Adams, oh Ellen Pompeo, yeah, Elizabeth Banks showing up, Jennifer Garner. I mean, yeah. Martin Sheen plays Amy Adams' dad. Yeah, it, Love it's Martin crazy. Sheen. James Brolin is like the big guy who's fucking his mom. Yeah, <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic, um, amazing. Uh, so we got our top fives. You guys have. Uh, Honorable mentions, there's a ton we didn't mention. So I guess the obvious one to mention first is Inception. Uh, well, yeah. that and, I mean, I guess we haven't even talked about the movie you won his Oscar for, but, uh, which True. is kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Inception, that was the one that I was talking about earlier where it's like, I love that movie, but it's not necessarily all about his performance. I think it's because it's such a great Nolan film and you know yeah. everybody else is fantastic. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think Inception is a movie where the concept is like the biggest part of it, and it's it. it and really the fact that Leo is there, it. yeah, is great. <laughs> it's a bonus for sure, but like it's not the main part yeah. of it. I guess he's definitely just the vessel to which the film, the visual spectacle takes yeah. place. And... He is the Christopher Nolan in the Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> yes, there's, and there's always as you've seen, <laughs> his many, wife many is times. dead. He's yeah. really sad. Although yeah. Elliot Page really is like just the she or they throw all of the like exposition exposition like, yeah the architect they, stuff they are the exposition yeah. junk 
or I think uh, I think dump. uh Joseph Gordon Levitt is like kind of my favorite part of that movie. I just think he's really fun and he gets Tom like Hardy's the hallway great. scene. Tom Hardy's really good too, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of people in that. But uh, yeah. also I I don't know. I feel like for me it's not even in my top 3 Nolan personally. Yeah. My no one's no one's strong. It's your favorite. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think it might. Well, it's not. What, my, we what know would your favorite, but. okay, Corbin? What would your totem be? Your little dream totem. Great question. Mm. What would be my dream totem? I've answered this before, and I don't remember what I answered. I forget I love, what mine is, but too. I loved I hate, my answer. I hate carrying things around with me. Maybe like a, something <laughs> practical. Give me a portable charger. <laughs> and if it <laughs> if it doesn't charge, then you're <laughs> if it doesn't charge the phone, then it's uh, <laughs> or, or I guess if it never runs out of charge, then you know your mm. dream. Because maybe your phone's at like a certain percent the whole time. There you go. Like what about you, Jackson? What would your your totem be? Oh gosh, I like I said, I think I had one at one point. Maybe like a a coin that you flip and it just like is constantly tails every single time. Oh, eventually, like two face vibes. Or like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe you spin it and like it sticks on its side or something. I don't know. There, there could be something there. Oh, yeah. I I think I will get the uh, Inception top tattooed on my body. Oh, that's awesome! Point, sure. I just that thought of a great sick. one. It's a hacky sack, and if like you're really good at it, that's how you know it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dream, right there. A hacky sack. I'm taking a I'm taking a slinky. If oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. If it doesn't slink, then we're fucked. So beautiful. Uh, yeah, let's fucked. talk. Let's talk about the Revenant. Um. Because obviously he wins his Oscar for this, mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of those like career Oscars. Like, this is to acknowledge all the work that you have done and to give you an Oscar. I mean, granted, like I think the performances that year were like Fassbender for Steve Jobs and like Matt Damon for The Martian. Like good performances, like Cranston for Trumbo and Redmayne for The Danish Girl. Yeah, I think that's it. And Redmayne had won the year before, so we're like, we're not doing that again. So. It was obvious that he was kind of winning it. It was set out like he slept in what a bear or what was it a horse carcass? Like he lived in it and all this jazz and and it's a beautiful he, the movie. Dude was in the cold, you know. Like it, you know, like he did he it. He put yeah. himself through pain. It he was, was in the trenches. Congratulations, you did it. And this also, it's like he, he teamed up with Inari too, who the Academy was in love with. It, it, oh yeah, you know, it all works out. Yep, and it's it's, it's a fine movie. It's a fine movie. I I. It's not like a, um, amazing. I like what you said about. Um, I read your review of it today, Corbin, where you're like, because I'm I'm with you. I'm a big fan of like the Birdman gimmicky like one take thing. Like I love that, and I love mm. that in 1917. I love when they do that, and it does take you out of the movie a little bit because it's so obvious at some parts in this. So, but yeah, it's a beautiful actually, movie. I watched it for the first time uh, on Sunday on the uh, mm-hmm. plane trip back, and I had never seen it just mainly because of all like you always hear like oh it's not his best performance and and just like the fact that i was kind of like a protest of a personal you know uh, <laughs> little bit i'm gonna not watch this movie just to, to say screw you to the academy but i finally checked it out and you know yeah he's fine like he's good in it it's it's leo doing what leo does it's it's a long brutal movie and you know he gets attacked by a bear congratulations i get it you know <laughs> there's lots of shots of trees that there are and tom hardy doing another weird voice he loves doing that good stuff there that's um, the thing. i think i think tom hardy is is the standout better in that movie yeah, yeah. is the is the more exciting thing his character the definitely his, his character is more interesting and in, like his motivations so yeah but uh yeah not on our list you guys have any uh, other honorable mentions i have a few but i can toss toss to you guys 
I do want to talk about the Gangs of New York really quick, just because I watched that the other day. Yeah. Um, really fun. Uh, super silly at times, which I don't think it's intended to be, but like there's a montage where they're going through all the gangs <laughs> and they're so ridiculous. Uh, I was laughing like many, many times. Like it's just like stupid hat and then stupid noun for the gang or adjective for the gang. And this is what their gang does. And it's, like a weird gimmicky thing that you would find in like a comic book almost that was like pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and so we, stupid. We talked about it off mic, but it's just Daniel Day Lewis's movie. He completely mm-hmm. takes over the movie. Yeah. And so that's why, that's why, yeah, it can't be on my Leo list because of that. Mm-hmm. Cause it's Bill the Butcher is just quite a character. So yeah. there's, and there's not many movies where you can say like Leo is outperformed mm-hmm. significantly. Yeah. Totally. DDL in his bag. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, there's this really funny scene too where like Brendan Gleason like wins the election and then like <laughs> then he just like gets killed immediately. And it's just like, <laughs> all right. Like that was a whole 30 minutes. So yeah. It's it's a strange movie, but I'm glad I, I I'm glad I checked it out. Is it um, uh, is it Cameron Diaz? Is that who yeah, yeah, it's Cameron Diaz. She's I actually really like her in that movie. Um yeah, her characters. She have the accent, the accent in the movie. She's too. Irish, yeah. Yeah, I remember that not being my favorite part, but <laughs> she was fun. Um, um, is Liam Neeson like his his dad? His dad, at the yeah, he's like the Pope yeah. or whatever, like the Pope guy. Um, yeah, really cool. cool. I, I cool thought intro. That's, the intro was crazy. Yeah, um, it was very like Abby was like half watching and she was like, "What is this movie? What's that you're going watching? on?" Yeah, um, it doesn't like, seem they, like, like a real world. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Like it's so. It's so weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure maybe some of that was somewhat accurate to 18 whatever. I don't know. It didn't feel real as real at all to me. Um, But I will say the the final shot, like montage of seeing New York grow from the perspective of the graveyard. I thought that was like pretty cool, actually. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Pretty cool. Corbin, you have any other honorable mentions? Um, The Aviator is one. I'll bring up another Scorsese movie. Um, Yeah. The especially like the later stages of it, like the OCD stuff is, is really intense. And, you know, he does get kind of skinny for that. Um, pretty decent. And then I also watched the basketball diaries for the first one, first time, which that is a pretty dark and fucked up movie. And, and just a lot of uh, weird stuff happens in it. Um, yes, for sure. I also strange. watched that for the first time this, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, wow, a lot. It's so interesting. Like a lot of the mid to late nineties, he does not do a lot of feel good movies. So they're, they're no. all pretty brutal. I watched this boy's life today, which is like him and De Niro. De Niro is like, is the an abusive like stepfather kind of vibe. And that's not a, not a very happy movie at times. You're like, sheesh. So I mean, just, Romeo and Juliet is a tra- like, it's a, the most famous tragedy of all time. Spoiler alert. Titanic. That movie's fun though. Okay. Romeo and Juliet it is, is fun. Super Baz. Fun. Hey, him and Baz. They're yeah. two time collaborators. He's done more Baz Lerman movies than Christopher Nolan movies. That's true. Yeah. The great Gatsby is, um, it's fine. I have nothing, nothing wrong with it. It's just like definitely it. a, definitely a choice to have like the Jay-Z do the score and, and things like that. It's kind of, Kind of I, I gotta say, I listen to that soundtrack a lot in middle it's school. It's cool, <laughs> and I guess it, it it gives a nice, cool, like modern kind of flair on it, which yeah. is which is cool. And Toby Maguire there is awesome too. Them working together, so mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah, shout out the Aviator. We'll talk more about that next week for sure. Um, I do want to shout out Blood Diamond just for the incredibly strange accent that Leo is doing in the movie. Um. Not a movie that's like re- very well remembered, 
but it's entertaining. I'll definitely say that. Like, I'm not bored when I watch it, but definitely not a top five per se. Um, any other honorable mentions? I guess Don't Look Up is, was a big one a couple years yeah. ago. But yeah, kind of getting to play the climate scientist role he's always dreamed about. Yeah, um, getting his Adam McKay. It's it seemed like a match made in heaven. I I can't personally say I loved it and that it worked out, but um, you know, he did it. I I really liked it whenever I saw it, but I was also like, it was at like one in the morning on Christmas Eve whenever I watched it. So I was like so delirious while watching. And have it you ever wanted to watch it again? No, I yeah, think I've Abby never is maybe it. watching it right now uh, because she really liked the movie. Oh, okay. um, it's a Netflix it was, film, so it is Netflix that's film. it's also that like black hole of. Yeah, I, I don't think despair. it's Adam McKay's best. Um, and Definitely I think not. the metaphors. It's tough because like I it think, might I think in a few years, maybe it'll be like with a little distance from the things that it's so heavy yeah, when the world is actually on. burning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe it'll be worse. Um, but even just like some space from like the Trump era, because at the time, it's like it's I, heavy. It didn't. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like I see this shit every single day and it's real. You're not like exactly like the jokes you you're making. You can't parody what is already like the most insane thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think maybe the the more distance you get from it, it will become better. Assuming our political climate is like somehow recorrects, which I don't know is ever going to happen. Um, yeah, it is. best part about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's Oscar speech when he's talking about the climate change and needing to change, it cuts to Joe Biden and the audience just sitting there <laughs> staring awesome. off into space. Um, <laughs> so maybe uh, maybe they need to have some talks and, and get things worked out. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, yeah, also, one of my least favorite Mark Rylance performances. He is insufferable and don't doing look something, up, which is unfortunate. Timmy, Timmy, though, Timmy is really having fun, and that's Timmy's that's good. Really J Law's good. Yeah, they're all doing a good job. Ariana Grande is like doing a little kind of parody of herself, which was kind of fun. I enjoyed yeah, I that. think the excessive cameos were like part of the issue too. Like the way they, the, the I don't know, the way they marketed it was like a Marvel movie, but if it was about not anything like that at all adam mckay that was uh, something i was so excited for that that was probably like one of my most anticipated oh yeah i mean we all were yeah the the anticipation get to me and yeah disappointment i think that was maybe one of the ones where like people hyped it up too much and then people i I feel like people collectively shit on it um yeah i don't know the ending is also weird like when they actually end up at the place or, or like the alien planet or they get eaten or something stupid like that too Yep. But also, happen. the like, I don't know. I do like the final scene where they're all like eating dinner together and just like kind of waiting for it to end. I don't know. That like, I don't know. I think that gets That's that, like good. a weird fear of because mine. there's good moments. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. where he says, like, we really had it all, didn't we? And then, mm-hmm. psh, yeah. That's good stuff. God, so scary. Ugh. Yep. Um, God, I don't like thinking of that because that is really freaky. Well, let me transition to another feel good. I'm going to honorable mention Revolutionary Road. Uh, which is just a terribly sad movie, uh, but really good performances and a reunion of Leo and Kate, which is fun. So I would recommend that. Uh, uh, Body of Lies is not a good movie, um, but it is entertaining and a little bit <laughs> tinge of racism. So and miscasting Oscar Isaac as a Middle Eastern man. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark Strong. Strong yikes. I was like, is that is that Mark Strong? So 
there's that <laughs> transformative um, um yeah it's really straight because uh that's russell crowe right yeah russell crowe plays like, like the they're not even FBI. like in scenes together they're just like calling each other on the phone most yeah. of the movie um strange commentary on the middle east <laughs> definitely and it came at a strange time like to, in 2008 it's like it was a weird time uh yeah. and i would not recommend jay edgar even though he took a shot with clint eastwood it's it's a little bit of a mess and one take clint it was it was not it for him uh mm-hmm. I'll shout out the man in the iron mask just for him taking on two roles, which is fun and the worst John Malkovich performance I've ever seen. So, uh, have you seen velvet buzzsaw? Cause that's a pretty bad Malkovich. I haven't. Is that the Jake Gyllenhaal one? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Shoot. Well, <laughs> thanks for the recommendation. Um, yeah, uh, I guess that's all I have to say. He, I mean, he made a Sam Raimi Western. That was fun. Quick and the dead. He was fun in mm-hmm. and the beach is fun. Danny Boyle, kind of a thriller so i watched that one today um it's yeah it's an, inter- it's an interesting movie it's an interesting choice it's cool that he got to work with danny boyle um somebody that i really appreciate uh, yeah but not one of his best movies for sure um earth the little dicky song shout out to that great performance in that shout out <laughs> which animal is he in that he's, he's just himself, himself. Yeah. oh cool awesome because he loves the earth that's true and I, he, he literally just goes like, I'm Leonardo DiCaprio and climate change is real. Something like that. <laughs> that was a good Leo impression. I pre- Thank you. Good. Thank you. I really, uh, I've been working on it. Um, I'll, I will end this with a fun fact about Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Please do. That I found online. Since eight, the 1850s, he has played a character in every decade or that has existed in every decade except for two. So That's really cool. Uh, Django Unchained is in the 1850s. Gangs of New York in the 1860s, Total Eclipse in the 1870s, Quick and the Dead in the 1880s. And then he misses 1900, or he misses 1890 and 1900. And then he has Titanic in the 10s, Oh my God, he's... in the 20s, Aviators 30s, 40s, Revolutionary Words 50s, Catch Me If You Can 60s, J. Edgar 70s, Wolf 80s, Blood Diamond 90s, Departed, Inception. That's kind of crazy. That's awesome. Obviously, there's others mixed in as well, but that's like crazy that he's expanded. Like he's done so much work across the where does kill where does killers take place that's not i in the think 1890s. that's also uh it's 1920s i believe mm. missed out gonna have to go back and do another one bummer just a little earlier come on now. a little earlier amazing uh jackson final thoughts on on leo before we go into uh what's in the box uh you know he has a deep deep catalog and deep bench i think he's neat <laughs> is there a director you guys wish he would work with that he has? Mm. Who would be well suited to Leo's? Procl- I'd like I'm to see him everyone... work with a woman. Um, well, I think that would be kind of interesting. Maybe uh, I was thinking, like, I'm if you want rom late stage Nancy Myers rom com. Let's see oh, it. It could happen before it's too late. He could transfer um, translate. Claire Denis, that. you know, you could work with some uh, international action. More Bong Joon Ho. Uh, to me, though, David Fincher is like the guy that I, it's never happened, and I wish it would. I could definitely Ooh, see that. I think he would do really well in like a coming of age dad, like Link Lauder kind of team up. I think that could be mm. like a. I think that would be a good combo, actually. I don't mind that. I, could see I don't that. mind that at all. Whenever we get Fill him in, in a rom com, that'll be that'll be the day. That'll be great. Uh, Zach Braff. Ah, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> the Cohen Brothers. Garden State too. Cohen Brothers would be really fun. Yeah. There's Beautiful. a lot of people that are, so I think he's gonna people. stick with I saw the announced, you know, the next Scorsese movie is another Leo 
you know, he's, I think he's probably until Scorsese's done, he's just going to be like, hey, be whatever vessel. you need me for. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll be here. And I, I think that's fair. Maybe like a Wes <laughs> Anderson animated movie would be kind of cool. Because I feel like something. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he hasn't really, besides you know the the little Dicky music video. I don't think he's uh, <laughs> really jumped into that. So that could be kind of a interesting medium. I like that uh, a lot. Yeah, little stop motion action. How about this is my last suggestion? Benoit Blanc goes up against like a DiCaprio Ooh. rival detective in the next That'd Ryan Johnson. Oh, I'm down. Nice out three. Book it. Beautiful. Wonderful. Let's uh let's hop into what's in the box. Oh, what's in the box? And if you guys had any uh reviews from any Leo movies from Letterboxd, this would be the the time to share them. Uh Jackson, do you did you bring any today? I did bring a few. Um Beautiful. pull them up. Uh this up one up. is from Ella. This is a four-star review for Catch Me If You Can. It says, if you're attracted to 28-year-old Amy Adams with braces, you are valid. I think that was pretty funny. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, this one is uh, for The Departed. This is a four-star from Maria. It says, that third act would <laughs> be basically like the mm, what you say skit from SNL. <laughs> which is so true. So true. Uh, everybody is shooting everybody, um, which is awesome. And then this is my final one. This is a four star from Mulaney for from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it says, I can't exactly explain it, but Lena Dunham as a member of the Manson family made so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> Tough. Yeah, you forgot, forgot Lena Dunham's in that movie. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Corbin, what are you? You have any uh, letterbox? Yeah, I got a couple here. Uh, catch me if you can. Christopher Walken, or this is from Vinny Sims. Christopher Walken, more like. Christopher falling in a bucket of cream and then <laughs> the falling into a bucket of cream is just a hyperlink to the SpongeBob clip of, Oh brother, this guy stinks, which uh, <laughs> I appreciate the effort on that one. Um, awesome. And then also uh, from the departed, Mark Wahlberg sure did some goodwill hunting at the end. Hey, <laughs> uh, hey. love that. Uh, Titanic, the way of water classic mm, from Karst. True. Shout out to them. Um, and then don't look up from KJ a uh, little three star review. It's giving live action Chicken Little, which, yeah, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Very accurate. Shout out. Go listen to their Chicken Little episode, by the way, on Cody and Corbin have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Please do. The sky is falling. Uh, shout out to Zach Braff again. Shout out Zach Braff, man. He's ever present. He's coming. Uh, Zach Braff pod coming your way soon. Never. Uh, I've got three re- uh, three reviews here. Uh, the first being for The Departed. Four star review from Matt Singer. The five funniest words characters say in a Boston accent in The Departed. Number five, departed. Number four, accordingly. Number three, Costello. Number two, contra fucking band. And number one, microprocessors. That's a good one. Amazing. Uh, I got a three-star review uh, for, uh, oh, what's the movie? I forgot. I didn't write down the movie. Maybe, maybe Say you it and guess. we'll try to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Two-star review from Shook One. Leonardo DiCaprio not really helping to fuck with the omnivorous little hedgehogs, instead focused on nailing the hot underage girl. Based in oh, foreseen. that's Critters Three. That's Critters Three. <laughs> Based in foreseen, I love it. Um, and then three and a half star from from Liam for Don't Look Up. This review may contain spoilers. They looked up. That's my uh, wow review from that. And wonderful. Let's move on to you feeling lucky. You could ask yourself a question. 
do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? All right, then my game uh, today is uh, just a little little trivia. I like to just quiz you boys when you get on here, as always. Um, I have three little categories of Leo trivia for you, and I want to see if you can if you can get them all. I think you'll do pretty well with Corbin here being the the savant in in respect to Leo. The first trivia category is there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movies that Leonardo DiCaprio appears in that were nominated for Best Picture. And oh, I would like you guys to see if you can get the ten movies work together. Good luck. The Departed is one. I know. Yes. I know that's definitely one. Titanic uh, is also definitely Titanic. one. The Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street has to be one. Mm-hmm. The Revenant. Mm-hmm. Nominated for Best Picture as well, correct? Was Catch Me If You Can a snub, or did that get a I nominated? do not believe Catch Me If You Can was. You also have to think that's like, oh, there's only five nominated back then. That's so, true. Don't look up. Did that get nominated for Best Picture? It shouldn't have. Sneaky? I don't know if it did. <laughs> We should remember these things because it was. Uh, you know, also, not that when long you ago. lock one in, tell me lock in. I've already locked okay, in. Sorry. Wolf of Wall Street, Titanic, Departed, and Revenant. That's okay, all. cool. Okay. So that's uh, four. That's uh, yeah, four. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I think that is twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Locked, locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Once upon a time. That's correct. Locked in. Okay, cool. Um, Gangs of New York. Um, I think. What do you think, Jackson? Did you do- <laughs> I think that might have. I been feel it, it's got like a big, it's it's like a lot. Of, it's a period piece. It's got big set pieces. I I don't know if this is a Daniel Day Lewis acting nom. I feel like maybe it could be. So I feel like this is maybe a safe. It's safe also guess. a thing where it's like there's ten of them. So and we know which ones like it's not. We know yeah. it's not J Edgar, um, Hubble, Inception. That got in right. Because that was the expanded post. Yeah, let's let's put in an yeah. inception. Let's lock that. I in. would say inception. Let's lock in that. Bingo. Yeah. That's in there. Okay. You have one, uh, two, three, four more. Okay. So no, I mean, like Man in the Iron Mask, Celebrity, The Beach. No, Don. So I'm, I've got this list pulled up of his movies. Uh, Blood Diamond didn't get it. J. Edgar didn't get it. I think it has to be Gangs of New York because there's like not enough for it to not be right. It, it would make sense. There's, there's a lot of moving pieces that I feel like the Academy would really like. Yeah. Let's say gangs. Let's lock it, lock it in. That did sneak in. Good job. Yeah. Cool. Three more, three more to go. Chained. Yeah. I I would say Django. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lock that in. And then great Gatsby. Sneaky Great Gatsby, maybe? Uh, no. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't think so, no. I mean, if Elvis can get in, I think Great Gatsby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think Great Gatsby. Do you think Great Gatsby is better than uh, than uh, no. Elvis? No, really? Man, maybe I need to rewatch Two star it. movie, the Great Gatsby. Two star movie. <laughs> maybe I really need to rewatch it. I you just like that awesome. soundtrack, baby. I just like watching from, it because uh, we were in school when we watched it. And that's from someone who awesome. played Tom in a stage production. Ooh. At- Westell High School, The Great Gatsby. I can definitively say I do not like that movie. <laughs> uh, shout out that green light, though. Uh, shout out. Three left. Two more What's now. Scores? Uh, two. Ooh, Django two. Unchained was locked. Shutter in Island, That's probably. It. Well, Shutter Island's the same year as Inception. So I don't 
know did we double up that I, I it's like it's his last it's a genre movie it's his last studio he didn't love it i, I don't know if it got nominated mm. i think i would take the aviator mm. almost over because it's like yeah. hollywood um but we also do have two more left so it could be both of them i like the aviator. <laughs> or don't look up uh let's 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 say the aviator the aviator I feel like... is are you locking oh. it in hey, sure <laughs> well i think he was about to say no but yes uh we'll, we'll lock it up it is one. Uh, the oh, sweet. Okay. And then I think one it more. might be Don't Look Up then. I think it I is Don't like Look Up. I th- yeah, I think that was one. I think it is. Let's let's lock in Don't Look Up. It did sneak in. Don't yeah. Look Up. Okay. That wow. Year. Look at us. Uh, run. Did it. Look at you guys. Uh, that was that was first. Uh, I got two more for you. Oh, wow. Now I have um, acting nominees in Leo movies. Ooh. Um, I'm going to name the movie and you just got to tell me. I'll tell you if there was one or two acting nominees and you just, this one should be, I think pretty, pretty, we can do this. Hopefully um, there's, uh, there's a few, it goes all the way back to the nineties. So let's, let's see how, how good you can do. Um, first one is the Wolf of wall street. There was one other acting nominee in this movie. Is Matthew it McConaughey, right? Yeah. I was going to say, is it Matthew McConaughey? I believe it was. Like, it's either they, him or Jonah Hill, but I don't remember Jonah Hill getting a nomination. Oh, actually, hmm, hmm. I think it. I think it was. I mean, it's the year McConaughey wins for Best Actor. Did he get nominated for both? Mm. I, it's a short scene too. Like it's almost more of a cameo, which True. would be wild if he got a nomination for it. It is. It is. I, yeah. Let's let's, let's stay. Is away. it a Margot oh, Robbie? I don't think it is. I don't think so. Just you don't think it's, it's Margot? Like okay. First performance. Maybe it's a Jonah Hill then. Not first performance. Yeah, actually, I think it is Jonah Hill. Let's let's say Jonah Hill. That is correct. It, it was yeah. Jonah Hill. Good call, Jackson. Good Oof. call. Good call. You saved uh, it. Pretty easy one, I would think. Once upon a time oh. in Hollywood, only one other nomination. Brad Pitt. Yep, the winner. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, winner. Beautiful. Uh, Django Unchained, only one other nomination for Django. Acting nomination. Ooh. Okay, so it's probably not Christopher Waltz for supporting. So I assume it's Jamie Foxx for lead actor. I'm pretty sure it is Christoph Waltz. Really? So it was a, a double supporting? Contention. Well, they, yeah, they loved him. They're like, this guy, he's our guy. I mean, he didn't win, right? But... That would be awful if the only nominations come up from the two white guys in the movie. Like that is pretty. Well, that is was, totally on brand. He wasn't nominated for the movie, right? Leo wasn't nominated for this one. He wasn't nominated for it. Okay, because because you guys asked us that trivia question about how many movies he was nominated for, and we went through the whole thing, and I was like, <laughs> he wasn't nominated for Django, and Cody was like, yes, he was, and he definitely wasn't. Uh, I think okay. it's I think it's Christoph Waltz. Okay, the only nomination. Uh, that is correct. You wow. are correct that he also won this year. Oh, okay, he did. Yeah. So one back to back or for Tarantino Big movies. Tarantino, so. yeah. Big Tarantino guy. Two years um, apart. This one's gonna be tough, I think, because Titanic, but there's two acting nominations. Leo is not one of them. <laughs> so it's definitely Kate Winslet. We'll the other okay out of the other i feel like there's only two other options and it's the well, I don't old know anybody, i don't know that guy's name yeah or billy zane is it billy zane uh well it's the only person's name i know so yeah i think that's <laughs> it's I either think... the old lady or it's billy zane. oh who is the old lady 
Um, I have no idea. Oh, she's in stuff. Can you give me another movie? She's in stuff. <laughs> if you guess the old lady, I will count the guess. Okay. Because you know it, who it is. Do we think the old lady got nominated? Jackson? She has, she has way she more drops screen that time thing than into I the sea. And like she's it's interviewed a long throughout movie. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's plenty um, of time. Is it a Billy Zane nomination? That'd be kind of crazy, but he's awesome in it. Yeah, I, I, I would say let's go Winslet. All of that. Okay, so there would be supporting actress and and lead actress. I'll lock in Winslet. Cause that's correct. Yeah, I'll lock that Winslet. In um, I don't know, Jackson. What do you think? What are you leaning towards? I think logically, ugh, I don't know. Let's go old lady. Yeah, I don't think it's Billy's name. Let's go old lady. Yeah, it's not Billy's name. That's my my true pick. <laughs> Could be someone uh, that isn't the old lady. Old lady, aka Gloria Stewart. That is correct. Wow, we got the That's supporting cool. actress nomination that year. I think is that the, the oldest f- woman? I was going to say, is that the only time that like two people playing the same character have been nominated? Oh, in the same movie. In the same, uh, yeah. That's a fun trivia fact. Like, is, like was like I guess like there's probably not that many movies that are eligible for something like that. Like maybe like Moonlight could have been eligible. Mm-hmm. There's like not a lot of like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's an interesting trivia fact that I'll have to do some digging into. Um, cool. Next, catch me if you can. Only one other nomination for this movie. Uh, is it? It's either Tom Hanks or Christopher Walken, probably. I'm walking here. Uh, I'm an orangutan in the jungle book in case it wasn't clarified jungle book reference. i don't know what other what else it would be it's daily life um tom hanks i mean it's again it's something i should know right uh what do you, i i think it might be uh i think it's hanks best supporting actor i'll trust that everybody loves tom hanks lock it in that is uh, incorrect. <laughs> it's actually Christopher Walken. Damn. For supporting, which is like it's a cra- great role crazy. Too. Yeah, it's, it's well deserved. That's crazy, though. But yeah, good guess for Hanks. I mean, dang, it's Tom Hanks. Um, wonderful. Uh, the Departed. There's only one acting nomination for this movie. Ooh. And it's not Leo. I'll tell you that. It's not Leo. None of these are Leo. This one is probably Matt Damon, if I or no, or it could be Jack Nicholson. Sneaky Mark Wahlberg. A sneaky. I was also thinking maybe a sneaky Mark Wahlberg, but uh, he's he's pretty fun in that movie too. Um, oh. I mean Jack Nicholson. He is. I really, guy, right? I really <laughs> liked the Nicholson performance too. Oh Bill man, does, it was fun. Man. He's doing a lot of weird stuff in that movie. I mean, the it's movie awesome. wins Best Picture, Correct. and it's it's not Damon because we would know if it was Damon, right? I don't know if I would know if it was Damon. <laughs> <laughs> you might. I I, I, I think know. we would we would remember that, right? Do you said this person won? Uh, no, they were just they nominated. Uh, let's say Jack Nicholson. I mean, come on, let's lock it's it. Jack in. Nicholson. Lock uh, it. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're on a great run. It is sneaky Mark Wahlberg. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's the That's supporting awesome. um, which is just really fun. So That's crazy. There's yeah, there's so many characters that could be supporting that I would not have 
guess he would be the the sneaky pick. Oh yeah. Let me let me throw you guys maybe a softball. Gangs of New York. There's a uh, one nomination for the movie. Daniel Obviously, Day-Lewis. yeah. That is Pretty correct. Decent. Give you that. Nope. Uh, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> we have one, two, three, four, five more, and then we're done. Um, the Aviator. There are two acting nominations for the Aviator. I've seen the Aviator, so crazy. you are on your own. Uh, I got to try and remember who's in it. Uh, Kate Blanchett for playing whichever. Whichever Hepburn. Know, yeah, whichever Hepburn. She is one of them. Catherine Hepburn. That in. Yeah, yep. there you go. That's correct. She, um, wins, she wins the Oscar for that. Yeah. Shout out to Kate. Shout uh, out, Katie. Who is else? Who else is in that movie? The I'm second one, I will cast. say. That's fine. You can look at the cast. The second one is kind of weird, I will say. I know John C. Riley's in the movie, but I don't think it was him. Uh, now you're oh, thinking Kate of Beckinsale Gangs of New York. No, John C. Riley is also in the Aviator, <laughs> um, and Alec Baldwin as well. Uh, you can't escape. There was a, a Scorsese time. Damn. I mean, it's got to be. <laughs> it's not Adam Scott, right? Uh, it's, it's, what a cast! Could be Kate Beckinsale. What do you think about that, Jackson? Do you like Kate Beckinsale? Are you a fan? Uh, no, not really, but big maybe. Resident Evil fan. I could be. Is that her? No, that's not her. <laughs> Underworld. Yeah. I get those. Uh, oh, that's who that and is. Tiptoes okay. as well. <laughs> Shout out Tiptoes. Oh, huge fan. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, well, we did. Uh, I think I would know because we talked about uh, Oscar nominees. And did we say Kate Beckinsale was nominated for an Oscar? No, she wasn't. And not in. Not. Okay. Because Tiptoes has all those Oscar nominees. Yeah. Jude Law. Alan Alda. Is it Alan Alda? That could be the pick because that's an old guy. <laughs> Jackson. Jackson's face. Lock it like, in. I don't know. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I, Alan I Alda. Great poll. It is Alan Alda. Yep. Wow. Uh, which is really weird. Like, yeah, he has a significant role in the movie, but yeah, weird nomination. Um, yeah. The Revenant. One nomination. The piss jars of the aviator should have been nominated for the Oscar. Um, <laughs> Tom Hardy, right? I think it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's not Poulter or Dom Dom Gleason, so I think it, uh, we're gonna go. And it's not Forrest Goodluck either. Um, his son. So so yeah, Tom Hardy. I had forgotten Will Poulter was in that movie, but yes, it is Tom Hardy. Uh, I was very correct. surprised <laughs> when I saw. Him. Uh, the last three, I think you're gonna struggle with, but these are the definitely the hardest ones. Revolutionary Road. Uh, there's one nomination. Corbin, you got this. Uh, I did once a few years ago start this movie and then <laughs> not finish it because I thought it was a bit boring, but I'm going to say Kathy Bates. It is actually our boy, Michael Shannon. Oh, for a little supporting nom. I don't think you even got to him in the movie. You probably turned no, it before you got there. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Blood Diamond, there's one nomination. Jamin Hansu. That's what I'll say because he's in the movie. And that's all I know. That is a great guess and a great answer. That is correct. And that's the only person I would remember from the movie. I guess Jennifer Conley is in that movie too. Um, and the final one is Marvin's Room. Not the Marvin's Room you're thinking of. The Drake. Um, song? Not the not the Drake. Aubrey song. Graham. Um Jackson, you got you gotta pull your weight here. Marvin's room. What is it? Uh haven't seen it, but let me go look at the list. Make sure it's, you put in Leo movie at the end. It's it's gonna be great because you're going to pick between one of two people. 
and you're Meryl just Streep have, or you're just Robert De Niro <laughs> or Diane Keaton. Come on. I guess you got to pick between three people. You pick I think between three. It's a tough one. Statistically, it's probably safer to to go Meryl Streep, right? I think so as well. Because I yeah. also, again, it's the thing. It's like if it was De Niro, I feel like it would be more likely to know that De Niro was nominated. For yeah. This. Let's do Meryl Streep. Let's say Meryl Streep. Yeah. It is Diane Keaton. What? <laughs> I know. I'm telling you. Of all the 50, 100 nominations that Meryl Streep has, this was not one of them. Uh <laughs> Yep, Diane Keaton. Um, amazing. Uh, thank you for uh, going through the gauntlet with me with trivia. I appreciate you guys. You did pretty good. Yeah, yeah not, not terrible. Bad. You only missed four in the Oscars one, and you got all the Best Picture ones. So hats off to you, boys. We came prepared. Um, with that, uh, we're done. We did it. We don't have a new fantasy movie update for you because we just did one, and we recorded on Tuesday this week. So, But Corbin's still losing. Um, <laughs> I've moved my talents uh, to focusing on next year. Yep, and uh, looking forward to that. Put your Doing energy behind research behind the campaign to get Deadpool three finished filming. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, that's that's our little Leo retrospective. It was a lengthy one, but one that was worthy of its length because Leo is the man and the goat. If you ask Corbin, so shout outs to Leo. Shout outs to Corbin. Uh, thanks for coming on, buddy boy. Do you want to do you want to give a quick plug for your podcast? Whatever you got going on over there. Yeah, you guys can uh, go check us out at Cat Podcast, K-H-A-P-O-D-C-A-S-T on uh, Twitter, I guess, X, whatever, Instagram, TikTok. Um, and Cody and Corbin have a podcast everywhere else. Um, got a little bit of uh, bones and all in it as our next two episodes that are coming up. Ooh, so uh, awesome. if, you're, if you want a little bit of a spooky season uh, feeling, go check that out. Will you be doing it chapter two also? No, specifically uh, just we're stopping at the first one. I don't Beautiful. believe in mm. Bill Hader. And all I, don't that. Believe, I don't believe in Bill Hader. I believe in Bill Hader. I do too. In, in a general <laughs> sense. Um, that's actually who I want to direct Leo next. I think I've just decided. Um, Bill Hader, wonderful. that w- that would actually be really cool. Not bad. I'd be not super bad. for that. Maybe that can be his into TV jump. Is yeah. With Bill or Hader. give Bill Hader a movie. I'm ready for see the Bill Hader horror movie. I'm I'm ready. Um, anywho, um, Jackson, where can people follow us on our socials? They can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at roughcut underscore pod. Give us a follow, especially on TikTok, guys. It's the new new wave of social media. I think. It's the new MySpace. It's the Get new MySpace. There. All the kids are raving. That's what um, I'm hearing. And then, yeah, click our link tree. Follow us on Spotify. If you're on Film Yap, hi. Hello. Thanks for listening on there. But also follow hi. us on Spotify, please. And, uh, yeah. Beautiful. And also, as always, check us out on Twitter slash X at roughcut underscore co. We'll post all the episodes there as well. So check us out there. Like, comment, subscribe. And tune mm-hmm. in next week for our Martin Scorsese Hall of Fame. Boy, that's going to be a journey. Looking forward uh, to that one. Oh, yeah. You're wearing a Marty shirt right now, I just realized, this whole time. So there you go. Uh, beautiful. Corbin, thanks again for joining as always, buddy. Thank you. Frequent, Thank you for having me. Frequent guest. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to have you, sir. And See? I won't say I'm not fucking leaving. I will let you guys have the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. Bye. Peace. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.